0: Hey everybody! What's going on? Tyree here with Kevin. Say hey, Kevin. What's up, man. On our awesome ass show. Uh, <laughs> before I forget. Yeah. Super before, awesome. Before we get too deep into this, Kevin's sick, y'all. So yeah, I like, wish him better
1: health <clears throat> or whatever. Possibly, that uh, possibly know. pneumonia. So he's dying.
2: <laughs> uh. I ain't gonna say what I think it is. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> hey,
1: everybody. So we got uh, today. Today's guest, by the way, um, is uh, Mr. Will Woods. He's uh, he was uh, he was a, a new recruit, a new, a new soldier when we got back from Iraq. And then um, now, if I'm not mistaken, you were a blue spader twice, right?
2: Yeah, one in Smyrna, and then when they they yeah. activated, they reactivated again in uh, Fort Campbell. Yeah, I was a blue spader again, same company, Bravo
1: Company. Really oh, before man. I moved, yeah, it was crazy. So you're yeah. double the spader, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you listened to a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, um, the show, but like our first season is all talking to to guys from, um, you know, our deployment of four or five, just getting our stories from that side, frame and everything. So you no, know, we kind of wanted to uh, get your take on, on you know, like what was it like being like the new guy? You know what I'm saying? Like to a, <laughs> a group of dudes coming back from war. You know what I mean
2: um it was all right so me coming from a bad neighborhood in uh Tampa Florida I thought like it was gonna be easy but uh I realized like that, that, that the guys coming back from Iraq they was on a whole nother level than 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 than, 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 than I expected it was you know because you got basic training you got drill sergeants you got the roughness that they taught you. Versus you coming back, being assigned to your first unit, and I don't know if you guys remember, we was living in like the, the kitchen area on the third floor in building two hundred nine in Swineford. You know, it was like all eight of us. And uh, wait, y'all are living together? Yeah, yeah. So they so before we was assigned rooms, before I don't know if you remember, before we was assigned rooms, we were living in that the kitchen on the third floor. No, Um, I didn't. I didn't know that. And like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was one of the last ones to end up in Sar Bagus platoon, and I went up with Sergeant Messer, God bless the dead. and uh, who was the other guy? It was Sergeant Messer and crap? I can't think of. Uh... Was Caldwell that was the I it. Nah, he wasn't. What's that
0: I should... I was Caldwell? A... Yeah, was he still nah, there?
2: Cal- Cal- yeah, Caldwell was still there. I, we Caldwell deployed with me again on that in Ramadi. Mm. I mean, I, you left a couple other guys up but Caldwell was still there yeah. but uh anyway i remember uh like a bunch of a bunch of you guys i don't know it wasn't youtube per se but it came up there and they, they like started to have us drink and it was scuffing us up on the, on the on the third floor it was it was crazy and uh we had beer so before you guys came back we like we were drinking but like two days before you came back it was uh Sergeant King and uh, who was that other staff sergeant that was on Rear D? He, he didn't deploy at you guys, but he was like, Hey, y'all not gonna drink no alcohol like for the first week while you guys got back. So we were just like, as Brandy probably was, we, we, we were like, All right, cool, bet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I was laid out on my cot, it was a cot on that on the on the on that third floor, I think. I don't know if y'all remember uh, Robinson and the rest of the dudes. Most of the dudes went out. I think it was me and other dude. We was only two left up there. Everybody else went out, even though they weren't supposed to. And a bunch of you guys came back and went in there. And y'all was like, oh, brand new Privace. Take a sip of this. And we was like, nah, especially. We can't drink this. And y'all were just like, do some fucking push-ups. And I was just like, damn, all right. So I'm doing push-ups. Because, you know, I'm thinking like, man, these dudes just came back from Iraq. I heard all the stories and shit. Mm-hmm. Like and uh Sergeant King, Sarn Art, Staffs on Art. I got it. It was Staffs on Art and Staffs Art King. And he was just telling me the stories. And, you know, Staff Sark King. I met him, he got blown up by an IED. Well V Bed. You know what I mean? I mean he was scuffing us up one time and his nose started bleeding. It was crazy. He, got, he was making he got, us do push up. He was pissed. He was pissed off. I don't know about what. King I got came from in processing.
0: King got more. his nose
2: started Yeah, his nose started bleeding why he was scuffing us up, I was just like, damn. You know, I saw so our aunt was just like, there's still like pieces of like metal in his face. And that was just like, damn, bro. Like I've seen dudes get shot. But I ain't seen a dude with car parts in his face from a goddamn bomb. You know what I mean? So it was just car like parts Yeah. On his
1: face. Uh, yeah. You
2: know what I mean that that's what it was, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so he just was like they were like fucking us up. So I had that imprint on my mind. And then some of your you 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 guys as battle buddies came out there just you're gonna drink this or you're gonna get fucked up. So I was just like, all right, bet I guess I'm gonna drink a little alcohol. You know what I mean? And I was drinking alcohol and getting scuffed up on the on the third floor. And that that was my impression. That was like the first first time I met you guys coming back from like Samara, Iraq. Right? Man, you know, right I, I don't really recall that was i there i don't think i was there for that man Nah, i i, no. I didn't see you ty- I, like i didn't see you two until like later okay it was like uh shit it was king oh man rudolph hmm. um it was i you know what i mean there's a couple other dudes i can't i see their face but i can't i can't say their names right now but
0: okay yeah. So you know. what was life for you adjusting into now I'm living in Germany? What was life living in, in a different country your first duty station? Tell me
2: how uh, it hit you. Well, I, believe it or not, during that time, I, you guys was the only one that gave me motivation. I was actually depressed during that time, you know, coming from Tampa, Florida. Like the first three months, I'd never seen sunshine in that country, man. It was just like yeah. Snow rain so so you know what i mean like come february march shit is going in like tampa florida when i went to germany uh february 5th it was like straight up like winter you know what i mean yeah. it snowed like march so i was just like that was new to me i was just like what the fuck? I, I didn't see the sunshine until like april you know what i mean so i was like i was the like depressed <laughs> I was just like, man, dude, I, Like, I see why two war wars are faulting this bitch, man. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Excuse my language. Like, you know. <laughs> You're good. You're you know, all right. <laughs> you know, like, I was, like, depressed at first. Um, The rumors of, like, the German girls liking the black dudes. It wasn't happening for me, like, at first. It was just, oh, man. I don't know. And then a brand-new private. So, you got to realize, a brand-new private dealing with war veterans. I was getting scuffed up the sun never shone the weather was miserable it it sucked like you know what i mean i was just like i was miserable for like the first 3 months Oh,
1: man. i can only I can imagine, imagine man. that's what man. it's like yeah I can... by yourself like you know no 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 friends or whatever yeah like, yeah you know, thinking about it man that, that is yeah. vastly different from when i got over there i mean like had over there in like right after 9/11 and uh yeah i, I, I mean we got scuffed up but it was you know that was expected when you were a private in the infantry, you know right I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're fucked right. up anyway, you know. But like it wasn't by dudes that just got back from fucking Iraq, you know what I'm saying? And my right. have a little something wrong with them whatever. <clears throat> like he said car parts in their face or some shit. Yeah. 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 That that is that is wild. Uh, what yeah. uh what made you join? Like so like going back to 9/11, like where where were you? What was going on in your life then and
2: Oh, so I actually I actually had a good job in uh, Tampa, Florida. It was making sheetrock, but I wanted to get in uh, law enforcement. So what actually made me join, I was talking to a reserve sheriff and he was just saying my opportunities will be better for like uh, get promoted. And also, I didn't want to work in the county jail because Hillsborough kind of County Sheriff, um, you got to work in the county jail before you can be a deputy patrol. And he was saying military experience will better that chance. So I joined the Army solely for for that opportunity only. I, I wasn't in, a per se, a bad spot that I needed to join the Army. I joined it strictly for the resume. Um, and that's why I ended up joining at that point. You know? So you had a, at least you had a plan
0: from the start, like, hey, yeah. I'm joining for this. Right. There's a lot of folks, there's a lot of us who didn't have shit plan-wise. Yeah. It was like, here we go. So, mm-hmm. hey. No problem right. on that. Yeah. No plan going out. <laughs> yeah, it's good on you for for at least having that together because I know that's not easy. So right, um, once you get dealing with us for three months, you're fucking depressed. The shit sucks. Uh, I get that. Um, for me personally, it, like Kevin said, it was a lot different. It was. A bunch of specialists, but they weren't war veterans. They were just a bunch of assholes, basically. (laughs) This fucking assholes. Bunch of drunks. Yeah, for for no reason. Yeah, like man, this shit makes no sense. And then eventually, like you know, you you rank up yourself. But right, I mean, I I I get the growing pains of joining and dealing with all that shit. It sucks out loud. But you know what
1: you're getting into, so. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, yep. so you're coming up on uh, you're coming up on 18 years now, right? Oof.
2: Yeah. No, I'm past 18 years. I'm like I'm like 18 years, two months, man.
1: You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, did you get that the, the new message that just came out that you can now submit? Yeah. Yeah.
2: One hundred percent. Yeah, I just got it. You know, I you know I was looking into that.
1: You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, just, I, did. I, I I just submitted mine. Um, granted, it's not from active duty; it's from the reserves. But um, right. So I'm ready to, to, it's, it's been a fun ride. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's time, yeah, to, it's time to move on, you know? Right. That's
0: heavy, man. We're, That's a long time. That's a big chunk of your life to have uh, given to
2: this country, right? Hey, Tyra, it don't, it, it's crazy, man. It don't like, I can remember meeting you guys. It, it feels like it was six, seven years ago, more than 18 years ago. Yeah. Like, man. yeah. It, 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 it's crazy. It, Time flies. It don't seem like it. Do, it really does not seem like eighteen years. You know, I can still remember the, like the rap music that I was listened to on the third floor, crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it was like I, I could tell some time has passed, but it, it just don't feel like
1: eighteen years, man. You know, <clears throat> no, not that's how all, it was man. when we had our um, our little that reunion thing done. And Destin, man, like a bunch of us hadn't seen each other in like seventeen years, and it was just like. It, what, it's been a long weekend like a four day weekend and over that weekend right. we went you know in four directions and then we came back to work on Monday and, mm-hmm. and I't right. seen them again you know what I mean like that's what it felt like it was really it was, it was interesting it um, was almost
0: bizarre, man yeah yeah it was yeah. it was like it, exactly like Kevin said, man like four or five days passed and everyone got fat and bald or got gray <laughs> hair or had kids that were grown. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. It, it goes by in a flash, man. Hopefully you guys you've been keeping up with some of you guys from your platoon over the
2: years. Yeah, 100%, yeah. 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 I I'm friends with like Sarn uh Sarn uh shit, the fucking Ranger Tab dude. Uh, yeah. First Sergeant Sims, so uh I took a picture with him as a Sarn Major when he was the Sarn Major of 101st. So yeah, I mean, for the most part I'm still still tight knit with the the original blue Spaders from uh, Swifer, you know. Okay, so, me uh,
0: a big group of us leave big mass exodus, yeah. and mm-hmm. now you guys are ranking up on your own. What was life like when all the veterans kind of split?
2: oh uh, so fortunately, that first deployment Ramadi, and that 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 was that was one of the The worst deployments out of all five that I did Um, and it went from being a new guy I was one of the senior dudes just simply because I've been in the army longer but I mean we still had Specialist Rudolph uh, we had Sergeant Baggett uh, First Sergeant Sims ended up going to HHC but we still had Sergeant Baggett we still had enough of the old guys from Samara to make a difference Mm. Uh, you know so it was like eighty percent new guys, but we still had about twenty percent of the old guys from Samar to help us out. I don't think we would have been that successful if we didn't have that twenty percent of the old guys from Samar that are already seeing combat, you know, to that, that, that get us through uh, Ramadi. You know what I mean? Uh, we had Spencer Snyder, you know, so we still had a, we still had quite a bit of old guys that, that like get us through that that rough deployment. So even though I was one of the senior guys, I still had a lot of guys to lean on that had experience. And yeah. I think that's what helped me get through, you know. Yeah.
0: We we kind of reflected on our time before our deployment. One of the reasons right. why we think we were so close is we had a lot of time together. We had years together before we deployed and y'all did not. So uh, I was yeah. really I was really right. wondering about yeah. how how that affected your uh, particular deployment, especially uh we heard how rough that fucking deployment was, man. Um uh. It it, it was bad And uh, like I know a lot of us who left Were like man I wish I was still there For that particular Mm -hmm. deployment Because I had that extra You know uh, experience I gotta help those dudes out But Mm -hmm. either way tell us a little bit about How that uh, The start of that deployment went
2: Um So When you guys left We went to Beer. Um, like early it was like february 2000 2005 and that 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 rotation sucked it was like deep in the snow it snowed like the whole 35 days you know you know you did like 20 days in hornfields i mean 20 days in graph you did like 15 days on hornfields mm-hmm. that rotation sucked so i think that built a lot of camaraderie between the old guys and the new privates um, us new guys I guess I don't want to say You know what I mean We didn't know any better But we went through that rotation We did it And that sucked And I think that earned A lot of like guys like you That came from uh, Samara I think that's what Ended up earning our respect Because I remember like Once I did that rotation I didn't get fucked up no more You know what I mean I was a PFC yeah. Like after I came back From Graf and Hornsfield It was miserable Like I almost fell off a cliff and got named Hornsfield because of the snow. Oh man, you know, yeah, it was it, that was a that was a bad training rotation. Yeah. And I think because we did that, like older guys like me, or the, the younger fixing to be newer guys like me, I started not getting scuffed up that much. You know what I mean? A lot of the older guys started bracing me in, and we, and we were starting to get brand new privates at that point. And mm-hmm. I'm a senior PFC. After that rotation, uh, I pinned specialist. And then we were going to deploy, and then it got canceled. And then we went back to Iraq. I mean, uh, back to Hornsfield, in like June, to get cut short. To tell us we was deploying immediately. Um, uh, I think uh, Charlie Company and Alpha Company left immediately, and then Bravo Company we were still behind, and we got attached to One Seven Seven Armor. So I think all those significant events, like. That, it started from a point y'all legacy and Samara ended and now we started a new legacy of sucking where we all started to embrace each other together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm. like that's what changed my mind from like getting out Because it started. From, it went from me getting treated like crap to like, I was one of the brotherhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think cause we were always sucking through something at that point. So fast forward, we uh, Bravo Company got attached to 177 Armor. We went to Kuwait and then immediately got thrown in Ramadi, like one of the worst spots in Iraq. You know what I mean? And then the whole time while we were in Kuwait staging, we hearing about the casualties from Seco uh, and Aco. You know what I mean? And it just, I think, just hearing about that, it it, it brought us all close together. Like, hey, man, this. It, you know what I mean? This ain't no like old guy, new guy stuff. We about to go through the suck together. This is family at this point. Yeah. Freaking, you know what I mean? You earned your trust. You got scuffed up by us. And you know what I mean? You didn't take it personal. And now it's family at this point. We gotta go through this. If we're gonna be it's gonna be family and we all come back together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh that was my experience. So once we hit after graph, went to Ramadi. It, things was different. Like, I felt like I was one of you guys more so than just a brand new guy at that point, you know? Yeah. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that whole, um, your, your, your lead up from pretty much the time that we, the time that we all left to the time that you guys deployed to Ramadi sounds mm-hmm. almost identical to our timeline, um, just fast forwarded. Yeah. Right. Just a lot faster because, I mean, you're talking, <clears throat> um, so we, I know Tyree and I left May 31st, 05. And then, so your guys' train up for the next phase into Iraq would have been, you know, started around that point going into 06. So you're talking like a year, whereas we had like three years or so. Are you still there, man? You're frozen. I'm still here. I'm here. Okay. No, I'm yeah. Your, your video's frozen. Um, But yeah, no. So like, so where we had like three years plus the deployment to Kosovo. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you guys had a year, and it's interesting that you talk about like going to graph and going to Hohenfels and, and going through that suck and that bringing everybody together because we did the same thing in uh early 02, January, February of 02, mm-hmm. for that what 55 days, 54 days uh mm-hmm. rotation. And that, I mean, it just it just it sucked balls, and I think that's probably by design, it's meant to suck balls so everybody comes together, um, mm-hmm. and learns to, to, you know, to work together as a team, whatever. um. Yeah, so that's kind of actually really interesting. That like it almost it almost parallels ours, um, in a way. <clears throat> yeah.
0: So uh, you guys dealt with a lot of bullshit while you were there. Um, I think one of the reasons why our deployment went smoothly is our leadership. Uh, tell me a little bit about the leadership that you guys had during that deployment.
2: I mean, it was it was excellent. I mean, we we swapped out first sergeant. Sins, went to HAC, and we got a. Uh, it was sergeant first class hiking. He was the acting of first sergeant, and then uh Crap, I, I can't remember the the company commander dude. Oh, they called him... I can say they called him rainbow six because you know he, you know he, was, not against that he went that way, but uh, um. Uh, about the leadership, it was, I mean, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't bad. So you got to realize being in Bravo Company, we are a blue spader and we got attached out to 177 armor. Mm-hmm. So we was like the stepchild, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and I really didn't know much about 177 armor and nor did I pay attention. I was more focused on first on hiking, saw Baggett, um, the other, like, first, what was his uh, first platoon, platoon, sorry, and I'm going to ACO to be a person, uh, God bless daddy, and commit suicide. Oh, McKinney. But, uh, yeah, sir McKinney. Sergeant yeah, McKinney. McKinney, me and him at the same birthday, he used to always remind me of that. while making me do push-ups, but yeah. God bless <laughs> that Sarah McKinney. Uh, but uh, the leadership wasn't bad. I mean, I've had worse leadership. I've had Tremendous, worst leadership in Garrison. Um, to be honest, that was probably one of the best leadership I had while being in Ramadi. And I think because it it, it was one of them times like you couldn't... Being a Ramadi was stressful enough. Like, if you was going to be some toxic leadership, we probably would have had a bunch of suicides and stuff like that. Like, Ramadi sucked. Like, it, it, it sucked. That, it, it's something like I never want to do again in my life. You know? Yeah. You know, I got three other deployments after that. Combat deployments, another rotation like Romania and Bulgaria. That Ramadi deployment is something I never want to do in my life. I don't wish that on nobody. And I think the command, they knew that, you know? Because you got some of you guys, guys like you guys, that was you your second rotation. Plus the new guys, if you were going to be a terrible leadership, it was just, it would have been bad. Yeah. So first on, I was he was amazing. Sarant Bagger was amazing. Uh, Sarant for slash McKinnon before he left was amazing. We end up getting Sarant Nunn. The leadership was was Sergeant was good. Even the squad leaders, all the staff sergeants was like they 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 put themselves on our level. Um, I had, I remember one of my teammates team leaders was Sarant Johnson. Sarant Caldwell was still there. It was I don't know. It, it was like family. I, you know that was probably one of the best leaderships I've had my 18 years in the army and I think it was because it's just the environment every everything we had so much adversity to lead up to that point you, today's army is not seeing adversity like that and that's part of the problem mm, you yeah. know you know uh it, it's and I grew up as a private with that kind of leadership and even as a staff the today I expect to see that leadership. And I never get it because the times is just different, you right. know? So that, that point in time, like that was probably some of the best leadership I ever had in the army. Some of the best brotherhood, some of the best cohesion that I've never had. And, and believe it or not, because of that environment is one of the reasons why I'm so ready to get out because mm-hmm. you're not, you're just not getting that kind of cohesion and that kind of leadership now. in this peacetime. Yeah. You know? no,
1: that's, dude, that's a hundred percent true, man. And that's kind of where I'm at with it as well. Um, I actually, so it's interesting when when you did your last cycle, um, Mm. I I was doing my last cycle, um, Mm. as a drill up at Fort Leonardwood, and I was like, "That's fucking cool, man!" Like, you know, the the timing of it all, but you know, I've been a I've been doing the reserve drill thing for a very long time, but uh, Mm. part of the part of the reason though is because that I want to get out of the army. I mean, like (laughs) one like doing the drill sergeant job at my age, it hurts, right? (laughs) Yeah. it's 100%. a rough job. It is a rough job. Um, but also, man, like, I don't know, the Army's just kind of going in a direction to where, like, <clears throat> my, my knowledge is becoming not necessarily obsolete, but, like, not necessarily needed either, right? Like, I have a lot right. of knowledge on, you know, how the active duty Army was, you know, 16 years ago, 17 years ago, and how Army Reserve... Army is in a drill sergeant unit but like I'm not necessarily effective in any other ways but like <clears throat> I still I still pretty much like look at my leadership style and I think back to you know the leaders that Tyreen and I had um, on our deployments to Kosovo and Iraq and that you guys took with you into Ramadi you know I'm like <clears throat> it's it was that leadership style plus a few great leaders that I've had along the way that have kind of that I've, I've been able to stand in front of my platoon of trainees and, and then, you know, give them that same leadership style and try and at least leave a little bit of those guys with them. You know what I mean? <clears throat> because like you said, like they're just not getting that same leadership style. Um, they're right. not being taught cohesion. They're not really being taught like this, like this family mentality, this brotherhood mentality. It's more of a, you know, doggy dog, like watch up what, you know, CYA, right? Like, Watch your own sex yeah. and fuck everybody else. I can't really stay. I can't. can't get, I can't get with that at all, man. I it, can't. Right.
0: I was going to ask you, like, hey, do you, how do you feel about our time compared to you know current times? And I could probably see that you are more likely to, you know, like the past. Um, how has that affected these new tr- troops? The this new way of training, more or less, or this new system how how does it affect you guys as the instructors like hey man i know how this should actually be i've been to combat before you know i I, i've my body is broken from this job and i'm trying to show you how to do this and you're are what is the feeling is it discouragement when you you know all this work and this effort goes into these troops and and you feel like uh you know, maybe they're not exactly how, you know, the guys were when you deployed. Is that concerning?
2: Uh, so let me start off with, with, with uh, they are still teaching cohesion and teamwork. That is like a big thing. The Army, the, the Army know they can't succeed if they, they don't. So they're trying, they, you know, they, they are preaching these things. And as a drill song, we were all preaching these things. Uh, it's just these new guys, they just... I don't it's kind of like what he said before. It's kind of like, I can see this as a staff song world. Um, all my, like, drama came more as a staff sergeant. Per, you know what I mean? Like, uh, because with this new NCOR system, everybody wants to get their number one spot. So mm-hmm. I've had, like, my peers try to shit on me just to get the number one spot for nothing relevant. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just petty stuff. Like, I don't know. Let's say I, I missed something in planning and of like, I'll figure a friend of mine be like, hey, bro, you missed this. You might want to do this. No, they yeah. wouldn't say nothing. They wouldn't say nothing. They would let that fail mm-hmm. because they knew that was an opportunity that they can shine. Yep. And uh, so you got that going on. Now, as for the trainees, and it, it's kind of, it's, it's a crazy environment. Because I see this going on with my peers, but the higher leadership is telling me I need to instill cohesion and teamwork with my subordinates, even though it's not going, it's not happening at my level. Mm-hmm. As a staff, everybody is cutthroat on a staff on level, but I'm supposed to pretend like that's not happening and promote cohesion with E5 and below, you know, on teamwork. Uh, now, with that being said, like it, it's being taught, but this new generation, they, they're like, I don't want to say it, it's kind of sad to say that they're like smarter than us, but in a wrong way. Because this new generation is it, well, because these dudes are more like, I'll do that, I'll I'll suck, but what's in it for me? Yeah, like it ain't that ain't how it's supposed to be, man. Like you join the army, the army sucks. You're supposed to do this for the army. Nah, man. Nah, that ain't it. Like I'm in the army, and I'm going to suck for you. But what's in it for me? Because you can't smoke me. You know what I mean? You can't smoke me and make me do it. So if I'm going to do this, you got to tell me what's in it for me. How am I going to gain from sucking? And then it's more so like you do this, you'll get promoted, yada, yada, yada. It's It's different. Like, when I was a private, you guys, you know, like, hey, Woods, go do this. I'm like, why? You going to do this or you going to shut the fuck up? Kind of like, you <laughs> know what I mean? It, it was totally different. You can't do that now. No, you hey, he can't. Go over here and fucking clean up all this shit. Why? Because I said so. Or you going to get scuffed the fuck up. You can't yeah. You can't do that now. It's a different army. It's more yeah. like, go do this over here. Why, Sergeant? Because this, this, and this, and this. And they're like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's different. I don't know how this is going to turn out in the future, you know. But this is the current situation, you know what I mean? Mm
1: -hmm. It It is. It is kind of scary, honestly. Like because you know, it's like you said, like they are smarter, but like, like you said, maybe in a wrong, a wrong way, right? Like not in the way that, like, I I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, and and that's not to say that we don't have great trainees who are there for the right reasons, who right. do the, do the damn thing and get along and, and perform well. Right. Cause we do. Right. I, we, I mean, every cycle I've ever had, we always do. Um, but like, it, it just seems like over the years, um, the trainees that I've had, um, have gotten further and further away from serving for, for like, for good reasons. You know what I mean? Um, that's kind of yeah. shitty to say. I don't mean, I not necessarily mean like for good reasons, but like, What's the word? <clears throat> I don't know. I, it's just kind of... Less patriotic, getaway. maybe?
2: It's, it's personal. It that- yeah, patriotic, personal pride. Like, it's...
1: You no know, I mean, thing. I joined
2: for my own personal reason, but while I was in, like, even now, uh, like, I still iron my uniforms. My uniforms look clean compared to the mm-hmm. average staff on. Like, even staff don't care about how they boots look and stuff. Like, it was... It's is is different? Like you in that uniform paints a picture, yeah. And, and it's like everybody takes that for granted now, man. I, I I don't I don't know. Like nobody gives a fuck about having squared away boots. Nobody nobody cares. Yeah, uniform is all like, like I've seen staffs <laughs> arms with like. So I'm in S three now, right? There is no fucking way somebody in S three should come to work with a fucked up uniform. You ain't in the field. You see what I'm right. saying? You ain't yeah. doing ranges. You know what right. I mean? Like, if you got a range day, it makes sense. But, like, i see staff staffs coming to S3 with, like, a uniform as if, like, they're going to a fucking range. Like, yeah. you shouldn't wear that uniform. You were a staff sergeant. You know what I mean? If you do it, then what the fuck you expect these privates? Like, they're looking at you with a fucked up uniform. Right, no, like, exactly,
1: exactly. They're not, and, you know what he- I mean? Well, it's all. that it's it's that line in the in the Drill Sergeant Creed, right? Like I'll instill pride and in all. I try and pride myself in the army and the country. Right. And it's like they're skipping over that line, especially. It was a lot of like I've been a Drill Sergeant since two thousand. I got my hat in two thousand eight, so my first one was on the, on the trails in two thousand nine. Right. So I did a year in a nine, a year in seventeen, and then various cycles in between. And then just came off my full cycle this in October. And it, I do see a lot of that too. I mean, there are drills that try and instill instill pride, but like. Few and far Just between, it.
0: right? Is it like a few and far between kind of a thing? I mean, even as um, you guys hey. as trainers,
1: are you guys seeing? Well, I mean, hey. it kind it kind of is though, right? So I mean, like, and then and it's not necessarily drill sergeants. Specifically, but like NCOs in general, right? Non commissioned officers in the Army in general are just not instilling pride. They're not continuing to do what we as drill sergeants try and do. Yeah. So, like, we train them up in basic training. They go off to AIT, they get whoever the fuck they get. And then they report yeah. to the unit, whether it be reserve guard or active duty. And, and, and where that, that, um, this, that, uh, um, that, um, oh my God, my words are skipping. Um, discipline and, and 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 pride and all of these things are supposed to continued to continue to be instilled, but they're just not. Right. So now they're showing right. up to, uh, to to NCOs, E fives, E sixes, you know, wearing shitty uniforms like what we was talking about mm. uh, or not giving a fuck. You know what I mean? Just <clears throat> like no standards about them at all because, you know, well they come from, you know, a combat ready uh, army and none of this stuff matters because the only thing that does matter is combat readiness and can you shoot can you move can you you communicate who cares what your uniform looks like and so we've gotten so far away from what the garrison army does that one of the things that we've lost along the way is this level of discipline and pride I mean it really is like for example um, what what do you think of the AGSU the new new uniform
2: um I believe it or not, me first I actually I actually like it. Yeah. Um it kind of remind me of the greens. It, it, it's like a different version of the greens that we had. You had your combat right. patch going on. Yeah,
1: yeah, Um But they look better, right?
2: Yeah, they, they they sharp. They sharp. It is all it is is you know it's history repeating itself. You know what I mean? They had it in World War II, you
1: know. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly yeah. my point. There's pride in it. Right? There's there's when you put it together and you put it together nicely, you you can show the discipline that you have in putting that uniform together and have the, the pride that you have and when you wear that uniform.
2: Hey, right? But with that being said, like, you know, like mm. to get promoted to Sergeant First Class, they're not even evaluating uniforms no more. You know what I mean? You know that, right? Like, so, so you're going to have this shitty ass staff sergeant. This dude might not know how to put his uniform together. Like in the infantry, it's mainly EIV and Ranger Tab. Those are two things getting you promoted. They're not looking at if the staffs aren't as square ways uniform now so they don't know that no more like it's yeah. i don't know it's, it is it is it's crazy man you, you know, know what i think reserves. that is a little bit i think it's 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 uh
0: we were dealing with the army in a different time mm-hmm. and it wasn't work it, i feel like once you know close the business Work is over for these people and they don't fucking give a shit about how anything looks. It's just whatever right. until the next day when you start work again and you go fucking shake off that uniform and, you know, go back to work. I think with us, since we lived there, it was a different fucking feeling, man. It wasn't just work with us, it was family.
2: Yeah. And right. You guys, those guys nowadays Tari, don't get it. Like, like, like you're saying, like, I, I'm happy I'm here. Cause mm-hmm. like this is something you won't see with this new age like look at look at my my garage right now you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I, I still have my boots and stuff in display you know what I mean yeah Some- and and it you know it's crazy when my peers said like bro you weird like why would you do that I'm thinking like <laughs> what do you mean because you know what I mean I gotta making sure my shit squared away so I can be the example. Yeah. My peers is telling me, my peers, fellow E sixes, the younger E sixes is telling me, I am weird for having my shit set up. But just how I showed you, that is that, scary. That, as, as fuck That's what let me know me. right then and there, like, yeah, bro, I, I don't, I don't, I don't belong here no more, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. that's very scary to me. Things like that, you know,
0: that's very scary to me because when I was in, when I was little, low enlisted, little private Tyree Brown, that staff sergeant was the fucking. That was the guy, you know. Yeah, you were right. you were
1: scared shitless of those fucking Sassarns.
0: Yeah, he,
1: right. Don't he, no, don't worry about the e 7s so much. No, no, those yeah.
0: pieces. That's up in the fortress somewhere. You don't you don't deal with them until you really fuck up. Really fucked up. Yeah. Right. But yeah. but that, right. that e six, you know, walking around, he was the one. You know, you had like four or five of them in the platoon. That fucking, they were the ones. Yeah. It's, right. I feel bad for. You guys, now because you know, you're telling me that the guys who were the ones are pieces of shit basically damn near. And
2: that, I, don't, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm not, I'm not saying that Yeah, Let me clean this up
0: because I don't want to, I don't want to drag yeah. people. Uh, it's just a different time. Um, yeah. you
2: know, those are not
1: holding the standard the same way. There you go. They
2: Thank don't, you. they don't, they don't care about stuff like that. It's, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. So, there was levels back, back when I was, you know, when I was a prophet, there was levels. Mm-hmm. You had the private level, the PFC level, the specials level, like the specials had their uniform starts and clean because they were trying to make that E5. Yeah, The E5 was like clean starts. because they were trying to make E6. The E6 was starched all day. Like, you know what I mean? Cause he didn't have to get dirty. Yeah. When that E6 was clean all day, there ain't no levels no more. It's just like, Everybody's in uniform. Mm, yeah, you know what I mean. That—that's the difference. You know what I mean. As a private, you had a good uniform on Monday, and then your shit got fucked up because you know you was getting scuffed up when you was doing details <laughs> or whatever. The specialist had a good uniform for maybe like three days, but he was involved. The E five had a decent uniform, but he was smart enough to know when to change out. That E six, Lucky Macklin, all fucking week. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was levels. You know what I mean, but it's not like that no more. Everybody has a shitty uniform,
1: dude. You know what I, I, mean? I, no, I I remember, um, so like obviously Sunday nights, right? Like we were getting our uniforms ready for Purple yeah, like yeah. Monday, right? So like yeah. that was your uniform had to look the best for Monday morning, one hundred
2: percent. Yep.
1: Um, and so me and Griff, we would sit in the room, we'd fucking do our uniforms and everything, drink a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old exactly. Griff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm friends with and Griff so, yeah. We'd, we'd we'd and then so like Monday we'd get off work knowing that we we're gonna be fucked up, right? We're gonna get we're gonna get fucked up at work. We're gonna get scuffed up, like you said. Smoked at the motor pool, smoked us some in front of the company, smoked wherever the fuck we happen to be because we exist and we're privates. Mm. And I remember time after time after time being told those boots have scuff marks on them, they better not fucking be there tomorrow. And yeah. so no lie, we'd come in, we we as soon as COB would happen, we'd have that formation outside before we went to the barracks, went to the classics. Bought some beer, went back to the barracks. Fucking did our uniforms. Very first yep. fucking thing we did, did our uniforms. Yep. Hung them up just like how you have yours hung up. Had our boots displayed just like how your boots are displayed. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the night could start. Yep, 100%. that was every that was every fucking yep. day because we were too yep. afraid to run into one of these motherfuckers and get fucked up extra one hundred percent. Yeah, man. Like that's just and that's not and that's not happening today. Yeah. It's not
2: nah, nah. those those days are gone.
1: <laughs> but where does that where does where does that when did that breakdown happen? And, and and what's at fault here? Like is it is it the big army in general? Is it these co- these constant deployments it, overseas? Yeah. It
2: started happening when we went to the ACU pattern. That's when you have to iron uniform because of the Velcro, yeah. etc. I mean I got it. These tan boots. So these tan boots, you can't shine them, obviously. Mm. And how I did it, like, you know, I got my, my, my field boots, and then I got my boots where I know I'm not gonna get fucked up. You know what I mean? Um, but it's just like, nobody cares. Like, everybody's just like, like, literally nobody cares. I, I don't know how this is gonna turn out, for the better or worse. Right? You know what I mean? Um, I, I just, I don't have the answers. You know what I mean? Because it, it, And I I try to, like, tell myself, you know what I mean? So, like, World War II, those dudes didn't wear, like, kit and shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they survived. And then you got Vietnam. They didn't wear kit and shit. And then half of Vietnam, they wore flat vests. Getting fucked up. And then half of that, the 80s wore flat vests. And then we came out with the IBA. And then we came out with the the, O-I, the, the, the OITV. And then Gen 2 OITV, Gen 3 OITV. Then plate carriers. The army is evolving, uh, but it, it's getting to like, I think, yeah, we were, we got softer along the ways for better reasons, but it's kind of, it, it, I don't want to say it, it feels like we reached our peak, where now we're on the decline. Mm-hmm. That's what it almost feels like now, like we went, we, we, we traveled. Like World War Two, World War One. I. I mean World War One, World War Two, Korean War, Vietnam, we're doing great things the 80s there's a storm and then we kind of plateaued with things It's like alright it made sense and then like now we're trying to be so politically correct we're like declining yeah. and we ain't gonna know we decline until like we face something we face something that lets us know like hey man we like we were going in the right direction for a moment and then we just like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let politics get involved and it started to stir shit up in the wrong way, you know?
0: We sound like a bunch of old men sitting around complaining about the way things used to be. You know what I mean? Like, man, back,
2: back in my hey, day. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I get it. We don't, we, we ain't gonna know. The thing is, war has always proven us to be proficient. Because mm-hmm. America, we have been surviving in every war. It's, I you know what I mean who knows another war pop off and these motherfuckers do great and then it's like oh, so old guys, yeah we need to shut the fuck up we were fucked up the standards <laughs> still there you know yeah, what I mean Yeah, etc but I don't I, it, it's crazy so the thing was even though standards changed with equipment motherfuckers were not cry babies though as they are now that's the key thing for me like mm-hmm. okay like alright you tell me I ain't gotta shine the boots bet you tell me I ain't gotta have the uniform bet but dudes wanting cry crybabies. It's not, you got all these standards changing and dudes are crybabies on top of it. That's what concerned me. Like, I, I did 19 days in sector without a shower, Ramadi. 19 days, no shower, MREs and, and cereal and milk. I don't know if these new cats can do that. You know, no cell phone. Like, I, it was every seven days we would go back to Far Ramadi and then go to the MWR. And get on MySpace back then. And you go back out in sector for nine, nine, eight days. These dudes are so keen on technology. I don't know if they can do that now. You know what I mean? And then you could sneak a cell phone in combat situations. And yeah, you get Roman charges, but that motherfucker can still communicate without the command and consent that we didn't have issues when we deployed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... We all learned from the Russians. The Russians killed a lot of Ukrainians from fucking cell phones. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know, man. I, I just I could be wrong.
1: Um when it's one know, of those. It's one of those things where you, you 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 want to be proven wrong, like you want where you want yeah. to be wrong in this regard, right? right. Because like, right? Because I feel like we are painting a pretty bleak picture as far as like the future of our military and the direction that may be going. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would absolutely be happy to be wrong, right? One hundred percent. I yeah. would love to find yeah. out on the next big, uh, big war, whatever, that like our troops are like ready to fight and they they have the grit. And the uh, intestinal fortitude to fucking push on through the enemy and destroy them and blah 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 blah. Would love right. to be like proven wrong, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, is You know, and you got to wonder like did did did, did previous generations kind of look at us the same way? You know,
2: uh, I, I, I hear that. Yeah, I,
1: I'm pretty sure they did. But you, like you met you met well, Winchester, we, right? Yeah, yeah. Persian Gulf veteran, right? Yeah. I just wonder, did he look at us? The the, kind of the same way, like these fucking guys. Oh yeah, no idea. I I forgot about him uh, in particular. I'm sure he did. Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. He went to Ramadi with us for a little bit.
1: Yeah. Oh man, dude. uh, Yeah, that guy. So I mean, he he was one of my um one of my first uh squad leaders. I was a machine gunner in second platoon. mm -hmm. Um, he was our machine gun squad leader, and oh my god, dude, like he hated you. He hated you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> until he liked you, you know yeah. What I'm saying yeah. first time I met him and I know I've, I've said this on the, sh- on the show before but the first time I met him he was like one of the first few guys that I've seen that, that had a CIB um, that wasn't one of my drills and so I was like Exc- excuse me sergeant standing at the fucking CQ there on Bravo side excuse <laughs> me sergeant oh, where, did, man. where did you get your CIB and he's like where the fuck do you think I got it and then just stormed off and I was like oh god damn it <laughs> okay. bad. well I'm gonna die later for that
0: oh <laughs> uh,
1: man start stretching drink water yeah no shit man he he broke me off one time dude he had me doing the electric chair um downstairs oh I remember apartment. that I remember that yeah across the door to the arms room and he had me in that that seated position right up against the wall and he was like he had, he had me he had me up against the wall I was like okay oh, this isn't so bad he's like Johnson do you know what the uh, the heaviest piece of military equipment is oh, the I'm thinking like an Abrams tank. He's like, no. He pulls out this like skillcraft ballpoint pen. He's like, this is. And he had me hold it out in front of my my fingertips. And he's just, no, don't fucking move. You better be in that same position when I get back. He left me there for like 45 minutes, man. 45 fucking minutes. I was dying. But that was, you know, he was old school army, and that shit don't fly anymore. Can't can't do that. Yeah. Nah.
2: Yeah. You know what
0: though? While you were doing that electric chair with the heaviest thing ever I'm sure there was four or five other guys in there with you no it was just you by yourself yeah I oh, fucked up man. oh man <laughs> I was gonna say I remember getting stuffed up with a whole group of folks it's not too many times where me I got pulled off to the
1: side and got fucked up oh man that happened to me all the time God damn. all the time man. man you were
2: lucky you was one of the blessed ones <laughs> yeah.
1: no, I, got fu- I got fucked up all the time dude um Sergeant Bloom, Sergeant Bloom, um, he, man, we did these layouts one day, Friday, and, like, I fucked up the layout, and so every hour on the hour, I had to relay lay out my shit, I, I wasn't allowed to leave it out, I had to, like, pack it back up, mm. take it into my room, downstairs, because uh, I was on the first floor, layout was happening on the second floor, Every hour on the hour, I had to lay it back out. So I was, you know, with the poncho down, everything placed according to the diagram, folded exactly right, and had to have all my missing things um, there. And so, like, I'm sitting there running the clothing, back and forth clothing sales, getting all the things that I was missing. And he'd come back, and if I was late having the things laid out, if something was wrong with the layout, he smoked me. Oh. And there was like the I don't know one one time he he sat there and smoked me for like two or three hours instead of having me redo the layout. He just smoked me for like two or three hours. I was doing the layout until like fucking eight o'clock, nine o'clock that night. Until I finally got it fucking right. Like it was <laughs> like, I, I mean, I got singled out a lot, but like I was also kind of that guy, I think. Um, and I think that's where I learned to be that guy more uh, because I also understood like where these dudes were coming from, right? Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't being singled out because I was a complete shitbag. Yeah. Like I was being singled out because.
0: You could be better, you know, motherfucker.
1: That's kind yeah. of, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, they, they had these higher expectations of me, and I was just falling short <clears throat> because I was being lazy, and, um because I think about, like, all the other army schools that I've ever gone to, um or any other army thing, I've always been that guy, right? I always get singled out by some leadership being like, oh, fucking Johnson, you're that fucking guy. <laughs> yes, I am. That is me. Yeah.
0: It's nothing wrong with being that guy because sometimes being that guy can put you in the position to you know learn something. A lot of yeah. a lot of times, being that guy puts you uh, in front of somebody who knows something or, or can teach you something, even though at the time it might feel like fucking punishment. Uh, yeah, being that well, guy sometimes can fucking be beneficial if well, you know if, you, if cases, you're good with it.
1: I think in some of those cases, for me, it, you know, the depending on who it was that was that was smoking me, or whatever. Because I, I do remember a time when I was at BLC and the NCO singled me out, and I, every day, like in fucking chow formation in the line, he had me do fucking star man at the back. So like, where you <clears throat> squat down into a ball and you explode up in the air, God. and yell star man, you know, and you have to re- repeat that over and over and over. Yeah. And that guy, I think he just kind of had it out for me, and. <clears throat> Um, and, and to me, it was a way to show that, like, you're not going to get to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to continue to be that guy. I'm going to be a smart ass 100%, but I'm still going to perform and do all the dumb shit you want me to do. And I'm going to prove to you why I'm better than you. Right. And I had that like mentality, right? Like, like we infantry guys have like, you're not, I I'm unfuck You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can try, you can try your hardest. But I'm I'm still gonna be here. Yeah. And that was that was kind of a, a part of it for me too. Yeah. I might do a whole lot of shit, but I'm not gonna fucking break. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. And that's how it's always been. What actually? Um. What? And then this might be a bit of a backtrack, and I may have missed this. But what caused you to uh, go to Drillstar School? What made you go that route? Because I know like, you know that's a big uh, commitment. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Or me? <laughs> yeah.
2: I got DA, I know so where I, that fool went. <laughs> I didn't volunteer. I didn't volunteer for that shit, man. Like, oh, uh, the, okay. the 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 army sent me an email. I was like, you're gonna be a drill sergeant, hmm. and it was. That was it, it. was. It was. It was crazy. I actually tried to get out of it, but it, it just didn't. It didn't work out because now we got this new thing called SFAB. and I actually tried to do that, and it was just. I mean, if he watched his broadcast, I know he you know it was, this, it was this master sergeant. And he laughed in my face when I told him Because my packet for SVAP got accepted And he laughed in my face Because he knew that happened He was just like, ah, that ain't happening You're going to be a drill sergeant I'm like, well dang, you know what I mean You know, and that, I great. didn't ask for this crap I, I never seen myself That's just something like you, you were a drill sergeant, Johnson You know this crap, like yeah. man That that ain't something like You putting yourself on the stage When you, when you volunteer to be a drill sergeant from PRT to teaching stuff, mm-hmm. um, I amazed myself as a drill sergeant. I did so much stuff because I, I don't like teaching class and POI to a standard like that. I can I can teach you how to like you know take a part of two forty 240 or two forty nine on my own on my own way and it'll be proficient. But you you know how drill sergeant is, man. I yeah, I wouldn't. Me personally, i never would have volunteered for that. Yeah, but.
1: In the army told me I was gonna do it. Yeah. In in retrospect, are you are you glad that you did it?
2: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. You know what I mean? It was it was probably like it was probably one of the best times of my career. One hundred percent. I'm yeah. still like, look at me, man. I'm wearing my I wear my sweater <laughs> proudly, dude. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And and, and mm. I got my hat stand and and everything. Uh that that's one thing I'm happy about the army. The army always told me what I was gonna do. Versus, if they would have let me pick, I probably would have did some things, you know. Like being in a hundred first, I would never, I would never pick to go to a The Army told me I was going to do it, you
1: know. When you so, uh, when you got your orders to go there, like, so you show up to Campbell, yeah, and they're like, hey man, so you're going to one two six? Is that how that worked out?
2: oh no 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 no. So when I first got there, I was in one five zero two. Um, and this is before the army. You know how the army is like. When we came back from Ramadi, we was first... So when we came back from Ramadi, Iraq, let me tell you how the Army does things. we came back from Ramadi, Iraq, we was going to reflag to 2nd Brigade 1st Armored Division. That was the word on the street. We knew we was going to reflag from Big Red 1, Big Red 1 was going to stand up in et etc. And then uh, when we got back, the Army said, you know what? We don't want 1st AD or 1st ID in Europe. 1st... AD is going to stand up in bliss and all of her, uh, first ID was going to be in Raleigh and we were going to be 172nd and the other brigade was going to be 170th. That's the same thing happened at Campbell. So there's going to be, the army went from like four maneuver battalions. You got two infantry battalions, one scout battalion, et cetera. So uh, when I was in Campbell, we was going to, you got one 502, two 502, 3502, God bless the dead, they died in a plane crash coming from Egypt in like 1986 and that the time became a memorial and they started, they said they came up, they were going to re- bring up 3502 and then 126 was deactivated and 126 has such a history the army decided it was like uh, they didn't want to get rid of 126, you know what it may not be a big red one unit, let's bring them to 101st. And that's how 126 stood up. So make a long story short, I was in 1502 for two years. 126 stood up. I'd end up going on that Af- Afghanistan deployment. So that first song was just like, hey, 126 stand up. You want to go be a guy that stand up 126. And when I heard 126, I thought it was like 126 because everything in, in Campbell mm-hmm. is like three-digit empty regiment mm-hmm. right. so i didn't know it was one two six blue spader and i was just like and he that first song because he was 101st this whole time he didn't know like what a blue spader was and he showed me the crest and i was like oh yeah first song, i'll do it I, i'll go to i'll go stand up that battalion oh yeah you know what i mean you know and that's how i ended up going to one two six standing it up signing for the building and, and the whole nine yards you know no or shit, help no. signing for the building yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah, and the, no the 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 one two six guys that was still in Fort Knox still didn't get the memo. Like, no, like you guys are deactivating, and we're gonna restand it up in Campbell because it didn't make sense. Like, it's been Big Red One for so long. At that yeah. point, people was confused. Like, that don't make sense. That ain't happening. But I was trying to tell people, like, no, nah, it's happening. That former Big Red One unit is standing up in Fort Campbell. I'm part of it, and it's gonna happen. You know what I mean?
1: So dude, that's that's how it ended up happening, and, and like so, like so, you're you're a part of like Blue Spader history through Ramadi and through yeah. standing them up at, at, at Fort Campbell, and uh, that's pretty fucking cool, man. Like your name is all yeah. over the blues, Blue Spader legacy. That's pretty <laughs> rad, yeah. dude. Like because I don't know if you have you know like <clears throat> like you have seen our logo or whatever, but like we used the blue spade in our logo. Um, right. You know, Tyree and I were very proud to have been blue fucking spaders um everyone that we've talked to from our unit from our deployment back then um everyone that we've talked to is is proud to have been a blue spader right a lot of dudes talk about how like that was like to this day the best unit they've ever served in um and so it's just really neat like I even follow um the blue spaders under 101st on social media just because it's like you know what I mean like that's that's right you know what I, mean? I don't know it's just kind of a it's, it's, I don't, it's a neat fucking thing I remember dude when we were in in Germany still it's by 'O three, I think we were on con barracks um waiting for a bus to come through or a taxi or something and there was a they were having a, a Vietnam era reunion of some dudes and if I'm not mistaken some of those guys were blue spaders as well um it might have been like a blue spader reunion for dudes that were with with them in vietnam but like i don't know man just seeing these like old dudes like now we're the old dudes um just seeing these old dudes talk about the fucking blue spader community and and just what it meant to them whatever i don't know it just, it just always was like been a pretty big thing for me uh, and you know for tyree and so like i don't know It's just really neat so like here you are like double the blue spader you know what i mean oh yeah <laughs> like back when colonel Grizzly was talking about like you cut open his heart and he's gonna bleed blue like <laughs> actually do <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean
0: same here man like everything about you know i'm sure everyone's gonna say well yeah you love your first duty assignment well some people have really shitty ones yeah i could yeah. not imagine going to a different place um 100 the the family it was family flat out that that was is what it was for me um I've been in different units in the reserves. It's fun. You know, we're cool and everything, but... Goddamn, those fucking blue spaders, man. It's nothing like it. It's nothing like <laughs> yeah. a fucking blue yeah. spader, man. And i tell you what, anybody listening, if you ever have the opportunity to become a blue spader, uh, you'll be a part of this brotherhood. I think it's a little bit separate from the rest of the army, personally. There's yeah, army, infantry... Yeah. I- and then there's fucking
2: you. blue spaders. Sorry, that's how I feel about it. And hey, Captain somebody, America was a
1: blue spader. Fucking right,
2: yeah. Somebody said we on the line of like a like the Freemasons. <laughs> the blue, <laughs> no shit, the Blue Spader cult. Yeah, like right, you know, that's like funny. It, it's it's more on the line like that. Like mm-hmm. we like on some Illuminati Freemasons <laughs> thing. Like nah, like that that's serious, man. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I've seen. Even here in Benning, you see, like, cars and you see a Blue Spader, like, sticker or something on his car. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who that person is, but that, that's how that symbol, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I would, I think between, we're just a battalion. The only other organization I, I've seen that's represented like us was the Sons and the 101st. Yeah. But that's a whole brigade. Mm-hmm. We're just one battalion and we represent it just extremely as an entire brigade you know so
1: yeah that's pretty crazy to think about too yeah so there's there's um there's a bar here in, in town um in Fayetteville and I guess I guess the the bar owner is a former blue spader that Griffin knows know. I've never met the guy um but uh yeah and, and so our, our unit crest so you mean like you can see unit crests from all over right and they're fucking confusing as shit Right, they have some like weird yeah. fucking like sometimes I'll have griffins on them or lions or eagles or yeah, cross things and they say shit in Latin and ours is just a blue fucking spade on a white shield like you cannot fucking yeah. miss it you know, Damn, you know most, most recognizable crest in the army mm-hmm. um and pretty historic fucking unit man yeah, um, yeah. anybody I've ever talked to who's ever uh, done work at Campbell I was like hey did you ever work with the spaders one two six blah 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 and you you know. Just cause, you know, I was like, Hey, that's, that's, those are my guys. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, so what is, uh, what is the future like for you, man? I mean, cause you're, you're coming up on retirement.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like I I got less than, uh, 18 months left in the army. Yeah. And I can now this new rule, I can submit my retirement come January. Um, but yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm retiring. Um. The, I got a blessing from the wife to do it this January if I want to. And I, I would get out one, like about eight months earlier. Uh, I still need to get like my medical situation. Um, like, you know what I mean? On the, on, on yeah. the going, go like going through. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm like, I, I'm, 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 I'm getting out, man. And I'm I'm happy with that,
1: you know? You know, Definitely make sure all so, your medical medical shit's in line, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. When, you, yeah. when you when you when you do retire, uh, I would start your your VA process before you I mean, probably around the same time you you submit for retirement, or whatever. Because it is right. a process, and they go through all that shit. So, like, the more update your medical, more updated your medical records are, the easier that will go um, for for you and for the whole process. But um, but like, what about what about after the, what about the army? What what about after the army? Like, do you know give um, yeah that that's
2: the goal
1: but i'm not 100 on that you know what i mean
2: like uh so i, I love law enforcement mm-hmm. but it's just like right now american law enforcement is in a kind of in a bad i don't want say law enforcement is a holds in a bad state it's just with society and everything it's just in a bad state right now you know yeah and uh it's that decision is more like so now that I'm when I'm doing things, it's not more about like what I want, it's what's best for my family, right? And uh, like I was telling the wife, and the wife, she's not really keen on it because you know, she don't want me to get fucked up, like you know, or get hurt, get shot. Um, because God forbid, you know, I, I made it through 20 years of the army to die <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. on the streets of my freaking city. Well, you know what I mean? Now, maybe yeah. I don't die. I, you can still... You know, the, 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 the cops get mixed. Cops get messed up in the city that people yeah. don't talk about. Get stabbed and <laughs> rear-ended.
1: Well, if you, you know, know Tyree, Tyree was LAPD for 13 years.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, so he told me he was going to be a state trooper but he ended up being LAPD. But oh, that, that's good, Tyree. That I remember was he was shit. always talking about he was going to be a, a, a California trooper. I knew he was getting out for
0: that. Yeah, I, I was going to, but I fucking failed the test. Uh, by like five Worth. points, and then I'm like, Fuck it, I'll be LAPD. I'm like, fuck it, we'll just do that now. The, the
1: chip, the chip. Right. yeah. He's like, yeah, I yeah. LAPD. was like, We'll fucking take you, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> walked across
0: the street, took their test, did their little interview, and you know, in about a year, I was on. And same thing, what you're saying, man. It's uh, yeah, it's not just uh, the the danger of being a police officer because there's tons like people want to kill you, like. There's yeah. people who don't like police, and if they had an opportunity to go kill ahead. you, they would um I know some cops who have had bounties on their heads from these gangs wow. and it's it's fucking crazy like this shit it's it's becomes a, a different part of your life now that you know same kind of brotherhood not not in the same way as a blue spader, but different because right you know you can go home at night and all this kind of stuff, but there is a high high tip top all the way to the top high stress level with that job Uh, some days it'll be so fucking easy you fucking smoke a cigar under a bridge hanging out I've done that multiple times other days it is not like that and a lot of people don't realize that and it's it's, they find out the hard way so I always tell people hey if you want to be a police officer like talk to me I'm not going to scare you out of it because it's a fucking honorable job. It's a great career to have. But I'm going to tell you like the real shit about it. Not just oh yeah we do fucking pursuits and shit and you know I had a ton of arrests and all this kind of stuff. No because there's all this paperwork that goes along with it. There's right. the, the high ass danger that's going on with this job where you know motherfuckers are in danger constantly. You know in some cases like it, it is what it is. You're going into this situation knowing this guys in here shooting, for, or shooting, you know, it's it's crazy. Right. Uh, and a lot of people don't right. don't don't really grasp that child abuse. Holy fuck! Don't get me yeah. started on the yeah. shit that you will feel emotionally when you deal with a child abuse suspect. The child is bad enough because you know they cry and all that kind of stuff. Maybe they can't explain what the fuck happened, but you know what happened. Now you have to deal with. This fucking guy, in my blue top, and I've been there too. And you know, I never thought when I raised my right hand that that would be a part of it. And it's heavy, and I I need people to understand that. I think you'll be a better officer if you understand that going in. Right, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. As you can see now, I I (laughs) parked. I have a little smoke every well, now and I, then <laughs> Hey,
2: good stuff, man. Yeah. I ain't gave up my hopes on it, but it's like I'm not, you know. It's it's all about the wife She kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. Talking about what you you what you just saying, you know what I mean? You know. Yeah. So my, my my wife wants me to be 80 years old looking at our grandchildren. That's what she wants. So whatever I have to do to achieve that, she she's that's
1: what she wants, you know. You know, you could look into um, kind of getting the best of both of those worlds is um, like VA police. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, because their primary function is, you know, policing the VA campuses all across the country. And uh, yeah. a guy in my unit, he's actually a, a VA police chief down in Austin and makes really great money. Um, mm. not, not super stressed, but he, he did typically he did law enforcement in Mississippi, um, Texas, Texas, and I, th- I, think a little bit in Arkansas. And then he got on with the VA, the, the VA force, and he's been with the VA for eight or nine years now. Um, and he's been able to move his way up, um, you know, obviously with his compounded experience and then his time in the military. He's had twenty something years, or about twenty years in the army too. Oof. So, but um, I mean, and so you, and you're still in the federal system. So like your your army retirement goes towards that federal retirement so you'll start in that job mm-hmm. as if you've got 20 years of experience accruing like leave and sick time and all that stuff and then how your pay grade works and everything else um but you're still law enforcement um just federally mm-hmm. um and so and to me like i don't know man i like being around veterans and yeah. you know and, and and the 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 va uh or the, the va campuses are actually a really neat place to go whenever i do go to the va cause you see all these old timers in there that you look at and it's almost as if like the rest of the world has fucking forgotten about but they go they still go to the VA with their fucking their ball caps on you know I went to a Vietnam veteran or you know wherever veteran all the fucking pins on it <clears throat> yeah and they're walking around proud as fuck yeah. right not giving a fuck what anybody else thinks anyway you know what I mean and that's just a great place to be and I you know um yeah I, I've got uh like I said, I got that buddy that does it. I got another friend that she does it. She's actually um down there in Tampa, if I'm not mistaken. Um, at the VA down there. She's a VA uh, P D. Um, now she's not military, but um she still has that kind of mentality and likes to be around military and veterans anyway. But um so that may be that may be a viable option for you, man. Um right. that way you can kind of you kind of do both, right? And you still get that like double the double um, like federal retirement
2: all
1: right yeah there you go y'all all that knowledge <laughs> dropped on y'all one time like, i will uh, say man like for for a lot of i know when we talked to you i don't know if you remember Absher, remember him oh yeah oh i'm sorry well you remember him Absher, you remember Absher? Uh,
2: the name sounds familiar I, I, I need a face i'm so fucking Old, I forget names. I need faces.
1: Uh, He 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 was an E five back then. He's a sergeant major now, over battalion, over in uh, Polk. But um, we we, we talked to him in the episode called Bingo, and one of the things he talked about is like, you know, what what happens after retirement. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you know, because it's kind of it's kind of scary. It really is, especially when you your entire adult life is dedicated to the military, and and now you leave the safety net. Of the military right that paycheck every 1st and 15th and the medical covered and this and that and housing and and all these other benefits that come along with serving in the military and now you're out in the world on your own fuck what do I do Um, and so for a lot of people like that like I know the since since GWAT right like you know transitioning from the military into some type of like overseas contracting um has been a pretty big thing but that doesn't sound like right. it's going to work with your wife she may be very mad right. at if you tried to do that so 100 oh, yeah. <laughs> for so for a lot of dudes it, like that like i i suggest looking into federal jobs um like get on usajobs.gov and i mean just the, the they apply for things you got to know how to build your resume based on like how federal uh, jobs want them but like they they i mean they really are like great fucking jobs um like that's that's what i do now um and i'm actually transitioning to the va here in the next couple of weeks or month or so but um no it, it really is great because you still fall in you, you still get an LES you still go to my pay to check your pay right mm-hmm. you can still you can, you still contribute to a tsp right mm-hmm. you still accrue like leave and, and sick and and all that stuff the same uh, rate um and, uh, the, the pay grades are essentially the same, you know, you, you have various different types, but the most common is GS general salary. And you have all these steps within those and you receive COLA pay every year, um, or your COLA increases. So, I mean, it really is like, I think a great um, opportunity for transition from the military to civilian life. Um, so I mean... I don't know if you've considered it or not, but I would I would I would definitely look into jobs within the federal system. Yeah, for sure. And let me tell you,
0: it ain't that scary when you're out. It's not that bad. Right. Maybe depending on where you are. Um
1: and that first year too.
0: Yeah. For me personally, I think <clears throat> uh because I didn't get the job I wanted at first, you know, I had to work TSA, which is oh my god, the worst. <laughs> um I had, I had to work that <laughs> shit. TSA
2: is bad. I I I wouldn't mind that you
0: know, you know I mean now I'm thinking about it in retrospect like maybe it wouldn't be so bad you're just chilling you're just running these fucking x-rays and you're just fucking doing the wine on folks and it's all good right. maybe like after military fuck yeah that'd be a great job like after retirement military because the monotony you, of it though it is but <laughs> it's it's safe as fuck like it really is like yeah. Like, there's you don't have to worry about the I mean you have to worry about massive shit happening but you don't have to worry about chasing down some fucking asshole you know yeah. you don't have to right. deal with the rapists and shit <laughs> like that it's just you just got to deal with dumb dumb civilians <clears throat> and yeah. that it sucks sometimes but i mean back then when i was 23 24 yeah it was fucking terrible yeah i was yeah, high i was ready i was just
1: the off combat who the fuck wants to stand in a terminal all day you know yeah no shit <laughs> i see a yeah. lot of i see a lot of jobs on usa gov are usajobs.gov a lot of it jobs? Um, and I don't know if you know, it's like it, all you need, um, Man. C- c- uh, c- uh, certificates, right? You don't even need a fucking four year degree in it, and almost you these jobs making like seventy, eighty thousand 80 thousand dollars a year. And some of them are remote jobs, you don't even have to like work in an office, you, you can be from home and like do shit over, over the phone, or whatever. Nice,
2: yeah. I was taking a uh. Uh, a a cybersecurity job uh, uh, as you were a cyber security class on college and I barely got past that motherfucker with a D plus. So like <laughs> these good
1: degrees man passes yeah, pass, i like bucket. holy
2: crap, man. Mm-hmm. I took that hey. shit instead of math and I was like man I probably should've just took the freaking algebra class,
1: you know well, Dude, I was going to no, say man, like even 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 cybersecurity. Like, I see a ton of those jobs on USA Jobs. Mm-hmm. Like a ton of them, dude. Like, and they and they they, they are really great paying jobs. And um, matter of fact, uh, Tyra uh, Nora, uh, this uh, woman that we recorded with a while back, that's one thing. She, she's an overseas contractor, uh, linguist, and that's one thing that she's wanting to do is whenever she leaves that field, she's going to get her. Um, certification in IT, and she's going to work in in cyber cybersecurity, IT, that kind of stuff um, through the federal system. So, I, I mean, it's pretty chill, right? Pays very well, and it's transferable. So, like, let's say you get out of the army, and you, you know, let's say you do your last two years there, binning or whatever, and you're like, you know what? I want to fucking live in Georgia. I'm going to go live in fucking Wyoming for whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? You can do that. Right. You can go to all it's just like the army. So like I'm I'm moving to this area. Do they have a job in that field? Um, can I transfer to it? They have to have an opening, obviously. But like so it's a little bit more difficult, but it's still possible. And like I said, some of these jobs are remote. Um, so you don't actually have to be at the physical location. And on top of that, you also get locality pay. So that's okay. um what was it? Oh, so one of the one of the jobs that I was looking into was the veteran uh, represent veteran service representative. So basically whenever you file your VA claim and like it's all like reviewed and rated and all that stuff Those people your your VSRs And so those are remote jobs and the way my buddy who who works at the VA was telling me he was like you can You can apply for the job saying Houston while living in Arkansas and I'll receive Houston locality pay while living in Arkansas because it's a remote job, and I don't actually have to be in Houston to work Houston cases. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of really really good benefits to looking into those jobs, man. So, I would I would consider that for sure. Word, word.
0: <laughs> I think it's important, or the most important thing is make sure you have a fucking plan. Because there's a lot yeah. of folks who just jump off into the yeah. deep, and <laughs> you know, fingers yeah. crossed, they hope everything works out. But a lot of times, it does not, and um, just have a plan, man. And I'm sure everything's gonna work out with you. I I the vi- advice I would give people uh is don't be afraid to relocate.
1: Um, uh, really? Don't. Yeah. That's, fuck yeah. That's advice you would give to people.
0: Yeah. I mean, now <laughs> hey, at this point, at this hey, point Johnson, where man, I'm California, advice, man. Right. You know, I'm California all day. That's why he's fucking making that joke. But yeah. I mean, I've
1: been trying to get Tyree to leave California for fucking years, man.
2: It's... I wanted to stay here in Georgia, but the wife was like, "Fuck no," you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you Georgia know, ain't bad. Gotta...
1: What's your what's your beef with Georgia,
2: man? She don't like the school districts. Oh. So, it, it getting out here would be like excellent. Like the houses, man. With my my retirement pay, can pay the rent. Oh yeah, and some. But she was just like, "Nah." She just don't. Yeah. Columbus has a lot of crime here. I don't know if y'all like been here. Columbus is like. Tyree, man, it's like it's like Compton over here in Columbus, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, Compton it's, it's ain't that bad. There. Compton's all right. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard it's not changed, but like, Columbus is bad, and she just don't like the school district here. I mean, you know, Florida is a lot. I, I took her to Florida, and she likes Tampa because it's so diverse. Mm-hmm. You got some of everything down there, so she's like, she's sold on that. Yeah. Me and her got a, got into an argument because I didn't want to move back to my hometown. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Where's
1: she? Where's she from?
2: She's from. Uh, so she she lived in Antwerp, Belgium, for a little bit. Uh, most of her school days, but she's from like uh, a town close to Stuttgart,
1: Germany. You met her in Germany. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Both I mean, oh, my gotta, kids are born over there. No shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can get federal jobs and live in Germany too.
2: Oh, don't! I'm happy she don't hear that because she'll be. <laughs> that's just, She'd be like, that's what you're going to do. You better focus on that. Like,
1: man,
0: <laughs> oh, I would do man. it right now if I was in uh, your position. <laughs> Fuck. Go Damn back God. and live in Germany.
2: Yeah. Just, yeah, not, i mean, so I have been scoping out, but it's like, it's harder said than done. Yeah, you that's got, true. Man, like, like I, I, man, I can show you my house. So much is invested in the States. You got to cut half of that out and move to Germany. It's a yeah. possibility, but like, you know. Cars and, and, and some yeah. of the furniture we got—you just can't take,
1: you know. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. So hey, I would, so, I would love to live in Germany again, man. I fucking one hundred percent, definitely Oof, miss it. <laughs>
0: um, so we're at the hour and a half mark almost, and uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time talking about the old times, but man, it was really fucking cool to talk to you. Uh, yeah, for sure.
2: Especially, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy I'm. So happy I can do this, man. John Johnson's been—he's been on me for like the last three weeks, and I didn't know if this was gonna happen. My life is so hectic, you know. But uh, I'm happy it happened. This—this was awesome. It was better. It was much better than than I anticipated.
1: And
2: I'm happy I got a chance to do it.
1: No, we uh, yeah, no, we yeah, same here. Um, and so glad that you're able to like cut out a little bit of time, especially with you being on uh, on leave right now and like family and holidays and all that stuff. So, oh yeah. Um, yeah, we were, we were a little worried that it wasn't gonna happen today either. Um, which, you know, understandable cause it is the holidays and, you know, we had people out, out shopping and, you know, family and all that all shit. Right. I'm over here fucking dying of possibly pneumonia. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, dude, like, uh, we definitely, uh, when I, when I mentioned your, your name to Tyree a while back, he was like, Oh fuck yeah. That'd be a, a, a great person to talk to cause we really wanted that perspective, of the new guy coming into because we we talked to some of the dudes that like were brand new to the unit when we got back from kosovo no two mm-hmm. but like Kosovo, was, kosovo. Right. was boring, boring peacekeeping blah blah blah, nobody cares but like being the fucking new guy to a group of dudes that just got back from iraq for oaf2 we definitely wanted to hear that story and then you know everything else you had to say like nah it, it this, this went really well but definitely glad you were able to come on with this man for sure oh yeah awesome
0: I was just thinking, man, yeah. while you're talking, the name of this episode could be FNG. <laughs> I think that's perfect for this it. episode. Um, yeah, everything that Kevin said, like uh, one of the people, we always really sit and think about who we who we want to try to put on the show, especially now for this season, our third season. So uh, not to be like you should be honored because we picked you, but
2: in, in reality, uh, I'm you know, honored. The- hey, no, no, no. For real, for real. I'm honored, man. I'm oh,
0: honored, you know? uh, like, hey, it was an honor we have to get people who have a story and you know I'm always asking for folks who have a story to tell like please you know we're an open platform for those stories basically tell us uh, a little bit about yourself tell us what your story is if it's good you know we'll put you on here we're always looking right. for folks I mean and let me clean that up because a lot of people you know Hmm. uh Mm-hmm. Ma- Shut up, <laughs> Kevin.
2: Make sure that yes, you uh, you gotta be careful these days, man. It- it's 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 unreal, man. You can't just say anything these days, you know. Like yeah,
0: yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah, you gotta be careful, but you know we screen yeah. really well, so uh, you know we wouldn't let <laughs> riff raff on. But yeah. either way, man, um, having you on the show was awesome. Uh, it's so cool to me that we can go back and grab, you know, our buddies, our our fucking folks. And, uh, you know, earlier, I, you know, I was gloating about being a blue spader, which is awesome, but you know, whatever unit you're in, try to have some pride in it. If it's a piece of shit, it's a piece of shit. What are you going to do? But, you know, be proud of who you are. If you're a fucking Marine, you know, fuck yeah. Marines and all that. (laughs) Hoorah. You know, if you're in the air force or the fucking Navy, now if you're a fucking space cadet or whatever the hell that shit is, right? Like. Dude, be proud of that shit, man. Fucking press that uniform. Make sure that shit looks good because when you walk around right. in, in the civilian world, you're going to be seen as the fucking example for that particular branch. Yeah. So, you know, show off, man. Fuck yeah, you did it. You did. You put the work in. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you yeah. busted your 100%. ass for those awards. Shine them up and look good, bro.
1: Well, you remember, and, and not to go back a little bit, but back, back when we were there in our BDUs, we had to wear on our, um, on our, um, our, our pocket flap, mm-hmm. a an, an earplug case with the
2: earplug case with the unit on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I remember might. being
1: told, like, you are not going to walk around here looking like fucking hot ass with that fucking blue spader fucking crest on your fucking chest. You're just not going to happen. Yeah. And so that was that's what you know. You took pride in that shit, man. Yeah. And you you know, yeah. um, It's just not happening now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. everybody
2: got PCs, nobody knows what unit you in. Everybody looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So to recap this episode, it's good to have
0: good good friends and the the fucking new guy is gonna be the leader at some point. Yeah and it's yeah. good to see that leader uh, blossoming and teaching other soldiers the standard. And uh yeah, man, I love you guys. It's nice to talk to you guys. I'm gonna play my special song to close this out. <laughs> and uh, Kevin, you got anything before we uh, slip out? Will you got anything before we we let you go?
2: Um, oh, nah, man, it's it's been an honor, and always blue spaders,
0: fucking Hell blue yeah. spaders. Kevin, you got shit? Nah, no, he said it right there. There it is. So hey everybody, it's uh, Tyree here with Before I Forget Uh, I want to thank Mr. Woods for coming on one time for us Uh, I want to thank Kevin for putting that together Because it ain't fucking easy Uh, I want to thank you the listener for coming on And uh, listening to our bullshit Uh, We appreciate the likes Uh, Now that you can look at us on video Hi, I'm waving at you Share it let everybody know you know about your favorite podcast so we can get bigger help out more people get bigger guests on this motherfucker i have a an incredible time putting all this stuff together and um it's great i love it and it's great to do this with my boy kevin And it's great to talk to, like I said, former Blue Spaders or somebody who has a real story to tell because a lot of people got a lot of bullshit to tell, but it's nice to hear from real folks. So if everyone is done talking and I'm done blowing the mic, I'll cut you loose. That's all I got. Thank you.